0: School can be tough. We'll help you navigate some of the areas you need help with, including the college preparation process by providing advice for families. Every student is different and has a unique path. That's why we created this podcast. Our innovative and intentional approach builds confidence in the individual student. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests with techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. Your listening to simply smarter with hosts caleb and jill check out our blog at getsmarterprep.com for more college prep related topics
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Simply Smarter Podcast. Today, we're talking about something that's a little bit controversial. It's the SAT's adversity score that they have already rolled out. Um, but we did find out a little bit about some information this morning as we were verifying something that we wanted to talk about. Um, and the SAT has actually changed it to a landscape score.
0: Yeah. Interestingly Hot enough. The <laughs> presses here, Jill. This is crazy. I know. Breaking <laughs> news. I know. We've had this on on the agenda for a little while, and, we and here we are. Washington yeah. Washington Post actually reported this morning, this morning, saying, uh, and their their headline says, "College Board replacing SAT adversity score."
1: Hold up, I thought that was new. I oh, thought the adversity shoot. score was like the new thing.
0: And here we are already changing it.
1: Kind of crazy, right? Yes.
0: I did not see this coming. I I know there's been a lot of pushback, but
1: right here it is. David Coleman
0: made the announcement. Yeah, crazy. I
1: know. So. Originally, we were like, okay, well, so what does, you know, the neighborhood score and we'll we'll get into how they break this down, but this is how we found out about it this morning. We were talking about um, how the SAT has compiled like a neighborhood score, mm-hmm. and we're thinking, okay, well neighborhood, what is that zip code? How do they figure out a right. neighborhood Yeah, exactly
0: they, initially they disclosed that they were going to use a neighborhood score as well as a school score mm-hmm. right high school and score and in our in context, like ninety percent of students, that's the same thing. so mm-hmm. like why do that other than for maybe private school kids? right, right. Well, we, we ended up finding out that it's actually based on, based upon the census tracts, right?
1: Yeah, Google that.
0: Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> I actually dug in a little bit this morning because I'm nerdy enough that I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was just curious to see how it was going to be broken out. Because originally, if it's just by zip code, I was just like, man, this is hugely flawed. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of encouraged to see that they were using some information that was a little bit more accurate, maybe. Sure. Instead of like, hey, everybody in in Kansas City, you'll know this, but like 66208, hey, mm-hmm. the wonderful, amazing neighborhood of Mission Hills. Yeah, But it also includes some parts of like Prairie Village and uh, some other parts of, of the city that maybe are not quite like mm-hmm. Mission Hills. So I was <laughs> yeah. afraid that it was just going to be a terrible measure and awful, awful but it actually it was split out fairly reasonably right we um,
1: yeah we looked it's at still, your neighborhood it's still weird yeah like yeah. your
0: neighborhood you're in in west alathe brand yep. new neighborhood it's mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. and it's kind of lumped in with north northern gardener yeah. which is
1: kind of strange even right? more west alathe which yeah. if you go past us there's really not, not much, much at all right but yeah and it kind of cuts off right after the lake so we're not in the same census tract as our school which yeah. is a mile and a half away
0: and most kids that your kids would go to school with, which right. is interesting.
1: Right. So if you live within that neighborhood, it would be your neighborhood score as well as your high school. So, well, high school. Yeah, yeah. it would be high school. I, I would have to guess there that as well.
0: they'll be shifting these tracks over the years. Just because as growth continues west of the city or yes. like that, yes. or south or north yes. or wherever else right. it is, I think they'll have to start adjusting those to, to fit the populations. Because they're they're kind of saying that they're kind mm-hmm. of in that like 4,500 to 8,500 resident mm-hmm. range mm-hmm. so hope yeah that's hopefully definitely gonna some, but what is
1: that shifts. every four years five years well, so they change census that
0: tracks so it'd be every decade i guess every 10 years yeah, yeah. So maybe after 2020 oh, that look would very be very different
1: hugely different
0: hmm. i guess we'll see Interesting. yeah your neighborhood wasn't even there in twenty ten. No,
1: no. no. <laughs> yeah, it
0: will be interesting.
1: Okay, so let's go back to the original adversity score. Okay. Okay, so the college board, SAT, who manufactures the SAT, um, they implemented an environmental context dashboard, aka an adversity score, that is. rates students on the one to one hundred scale. Which is then broken down into two categories, like we said, a neighborhood measure and a high school measure. And there's a whole slew of things that go into each one of these high school and neighborhood measures. So some of the neighborhood factors are median family income, percentage of households in poverty. Percentage of single parent households, uh, vacant housing units, adults with a high school without a high school degree, um, adults without a college degree, percentage of adults with agricultural jobs, and the unemployment and crime rates.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. I was going to say that's a lot of information that you're gathering <laughs> from one simple thing. <laughs> right. And um, then, where like do they the get this track. information?
1: I mean, they just get it the from the census. census. Yeah. Man. And I feel like that would definitely change every 10 years.
0: Mm, clearly, right? Like maybe in 2011, these census tracts were pretty accurate and pretty sure. good. 2012. But here we maybe, are, 2019. Yeah. Like neighborhoods change, things shift, demographics change. Mm-hmm. It seems it's, again, I still believe it's better than just by zip code, but it's still an interesting measure. And, um, I'm curious to see how it'll how it'll kind of play out. A yeah,
1: bit. yeah. Um, going back to the high school measure and what yeah. that is comprised of, so income, family structure. Housing, educational attainment. Um, the dashboard then gives that student a rating from one, corresponding to the least disadvantaged, and 100 to the most disadvantaged.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm seeing some other pieces in there like locale. So they break mm-hmm. it out by city and suburban, ta- uh, town and rural, and even kind of subcategories under those. And then senior class size, the percent of students eligible for free or reduced lunch. Yep, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, of course average SAT scores for schools. That, uh, that students actually attend in the in the long run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think overall, uh, this is a great idea. I mean, if you're if there's two students, you know, who have great scores, same score, um, both have great essays, um, a great GPA, and they're a very similar student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one kid has an adversity score of 86, and another kid has an adversity score of 12. Yeah, that might play a factor for sure. So I can see sure. what they're doing. Um, but now they've even got rid of that score. Now they're right. just going upon landscape.
0: Right. And and that's the, the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of the pushback was that, first of all, students and parents will never see, were never going to see the adversity score. And now they're not going to see the landscape score.
1: Yeah. So how do you factor this in? What, I mean, what do you do? You can't do anything about it, right? I mean, there's nothing you can do unless you move.
0: It's baked into the cake. Right. And and again, for your adversity score to be stronger or better, like you'd have to move into a lower income neighborhood Mm -hmm. or a school that's not as good... I'm not sure what the advantage of (laughs) that would be either. Right, right. right. So I I will say, you said you like the idea. I like this quote by David Coleman. He Mm -hmm. says, the idea was a mistake.
1: Oh, <laughs> this no. is from the Washington Post. That's this morning.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Tuesday,
1: so, August twenty seventh.
0: <laughs> I, I have to admit, that's something that I find kind of interesting because they're they're calling the idea a mistake. Not that the adversity score was the mistake necessarily. Maybe, maybe he was meaning to be more specific in that realm.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's hope but, so. But, but the, it's still rolling out as right. something else. That's, that's just renamed. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. They're they're not getting rid of it. They're just replacing it. Right. And now there's going to be. I mean, they're going to have to have a lot of transparency to show exactly what they're going to in order for it not to have additional blowback. And, right. And the confusion that it adds, right? Like yes. I mean, even just reading spring. through all
1: of this information, my head was spinning.
0: Right. I yeah, mean, how
1: would you be able to figure this out? I mean, you probably could have an idea of where, you know, if you're a parent, you're looking into this. So you You might have an idea of where that lies, but you know let's see your census tract where you live uh you have a college education how is that scored though what what does that factor How's into that score yeah right
0: yeah we they don't they didn't disclose any of that before will they now i have no idea yeah Right.
1: Big question mark.
0: I, I think some of it is one. They didn't disclose kind of how they were getting to it other than some vague generalities. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. like what we read off of a moment ago. But beyond that, we're, we're talking about something that's kind of a big deal. Uh, I mean, if they're going to use if colleges are going to use this information in a way that we kind of suspect that they will. Mm mm-hmm. We want to know what's going into it, right? So, so we spent months trying to figure out like, what is this looking like? What do we recommend to students and families about this new score? Yeah. And now, what have they done? Flipped it. They've created even more chaos. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Welcome to College Board in Uh, 2019.
1: Making your head spin.
0: It really does. Uh,
1: Well, let's talk about some of the flaws. I mean, we've talked. About some already. Okay. But let's just think about this for a second, further break it down. So the information is inaccurate from different sources, right? So, um, okay, I have a student, and I'm going to go send them off to live with grandma because she lives in a lower-income neighborhood or a smaller neighborhood or a rural neighborhood.
0: Or maybe you're wealthy enough, you buy another house, and that is your primary residence quote-unquote like there's still so many ways to game the system right
1: right or someone's moved in they can't factor that. Someone's moved out. Right. Uh, you got a different job. You lost your job. Right. Uh, you got your college education. Yeah, a divorce within the family. So many different things that factor in every 10 years. I mean, think about this. So in 10 years, Kate's going to be out of the house. I have a nine-year-old. Right. I mean, hopefully she's going to college and getting out of the house. Right. I love her dearly, but it's time to move on, chickadee. <laughs> And then Sam will be right behind her. You right. know, he'll be 17 and looking yeah. into different colleges and then,
0: right.
1: you know, so those factors and then I'll have a 14 year old, which is insane. So many different things go into it. You know, what if a parent passes and then we have to have, you know, another, the other half of that parent come and live with us. Right. Who knows? Like there's just so many different things. You just, you can't so foresee.
0: Right. Which and, is called life. Right. Life. And and this is the interesting part from my perspective, because colleges have been gathering this general information for decades. I mean, they have this information. They're in a much better position to to make judgment calls on things like this. And, and again, if it comes down to two students and on paper, they're the same, but one comes from a rougher neighborhood or mm-hmm. a school that's maybe not quite as strong as the other candidate. Right. Right. Well, okay, make that decision. Like Mm -hmm. they are equipped with that because guess what? They have actual financial information about the individual student. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel like Mm -hmm. this is some of the controversy is that everybody's lumped into this one group. Whereas, again, everybody's situation is different. Right. Absolutely. So if you're at a university, you could create an adversity score for your students and it would be a Multiple, multiple times better than what what we're seeing from, from College Board. Sure. Which I'm, I'm, which just makes me wonder, like, what is the validity? What is the value? How are colleges going to use it? Mm-hmm. And it's all these things that are up in the air. We just don't know.
1: Can we just take a minute to think about how much money and time the College Board has used so far?
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this, well, this is, this is one of my qualms, right? And I was talking with some of our other staff this morning about it, is the idea, like... Since the revisions in 2016, SAT has been in a little bit of a flux, and they've kind of changed some things. They they used to use ETS to help mm-hmm. uh, make the test before the revisions in 16. Yep, and we we appreciated the test. We highly recommended it to to particular students and and whatnot. It's just so different, and like I I wish that they would focus in on their core competencies like nail down this SAT make it the best test you possibly can. Right. And then if you want to kind of do some new things like mm-hmm. all right. Move into those kind of mm-hmm. kind of kind of put together some information and help colleges make better decisions. But let's make sure we get our core competencies down pat first.
1: That would make sense.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, but oops, so it goes. <laughs> Here we are in yeah. 2019.
1: Hmm. Interesting. It yeah. is very interesting. Yeah,
0: it really is. It's <laughs> I, I, the, the thing that I have the most issue is with the most issue with is the fact that it's just so much unknown for students and families like Absolutely. The process is already so confusing and challenging for, for families, and it's the, they go through it one, two, three times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe more than that, right? But n- not very often, and it's always different. If you have two kids, maybe they like very different that would things. Be they very go to different schools and experiences, so, right?
1: So, yeah, so my kids are two years apart, so I wonder what that would look like. I wonder, you know, if Kate would get a different adversity score than Sam.
0: It's possible. I mean, Kate will be graduating from the 2020 census, and Sam will graduate f- well, no, they'll no. both be twenty twenty, yeah,
1: they'll be the same, so
0: it'll be the same, so in theory, it'd be in
1: theory the same, but it would be interesting to find out, right, but
0: it could be interesting, like people who are who are, have kids now that are graduating in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty mm-hmm. and then they have younger kids that are twenty one twenty two 22.
1: yeah like, that
0: will be different for sure
1: see and and to see if that would be you know fair or unfair yeah you know maybe one kid would be like oh sweet this is this is gonna work out in my favor right and then the next year or two years later are you kidding me
0: (laughs) yeah it's fascinating
1: isn't it but again like if the family hasn't done anything different
0: right it's the same family same family nothing's changed really yeah right crazy yeah i guess we'll see huh so
1: crazy guess who hasn't changed anything the ACT.
0: Oh my gosh, you went there. I said it. I you, said it. You did it. <laughs> We've all been thinking it, though, this oh, entire time, haven't we?
1: Dang. Yes.
0: Oh, man. <sighs> I have to admit, one of the things that I thought was the most humorous thing that happened amongst all this is that College Board said, hey, we're doing this adversity score. The very next day, ACT tweeted, we will not be doing anything similar. <laughs> like, I just found it kind of amusing and ironic. Like, The ACT has been stable and consistent, and we know what to expect. They haven't shifted or tweaked much right. over the years. And, again, they don't intend to complicate the process any more than they have to. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So. Hmm.
1: Well, let's talk about some of the schools that have maybe gone away from the SAT. And the ACT, one that we just, just okay. popped up last week I saw on the news uh, locally was Rockhurst University.
0: Yeah. Now
1: it's a test optional school. Yeah. Um, Creighton University did that as well as University of Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, there are schools that don't need an SAT or an ACT. Sure. Um, they want to kind of see, you know, what other things you have to bring to the table. And I can understand that. What yeah. what are your thoughts?
0: So. It's an interesting piece. I read a fascinating book recently that outlined the pros and the cons and the everything in between mm-hmm. on, on on the topic. And and I actually I hope we'll talk about this in more depth down the road. But it's a different podcast. Ever, it's a it different is. episode. Stay tuned. Peaking your interest, right? <laughs> so the, the the idea of test optional uh, became really really big in the in the early to mid two thousands, and it was kind of fun because I was living in Boston, working at a college there mm-hmm. on the East Coast and like everybody thought oh yeah by 2010 every school will be test optional Mm -mm. Mm, clearly no right (laughs) there are more and more but it's not a it's a big subset but it's not it's not like we're talking about half the schools we're not talking a quarter of the schools even it's probably about 500 schools right now that are Mm -hmm. test optional and what that means for each student can be different right test optional doesn't mean that you can't submit your scores because guess what? Most of the other schools you're applying to are going to require yep. ACT or yep. SAT. So then well, and it's
1: optional, you, it's still, optional. Can. you, you still, still can, you still can submit this course.
0: It's, it's interesting to watch kind of the data and see what is, what is driving that and what colleges think that they're doing because mm-hmm. usually like a lot of the time it's, it's in the name of diversity and they want to increase their, their uh, different, different populations on campus mm-hmm. to make it more accessible. Well, in most cases, that is the idea that that's not actually impacting and it's actually detrimental in the long run. It's actually hurting that Really? So, how so? Well, again, it's unintended consequences. You think you're doing something to make access easier, well, really, you're just making it uh, even easier for other populations to apply and to get in. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, That it just doesn't meet the the expectation that you created it for Mm -hmm. Uh, and we encounter that in everything (laughs) right right right. there's always something that pops up even if even from a great idea yeah so there there are pieces like that and then of course acceptance rates are lower and scholarships Mm -hmm. are lower Mm. for students who choose not to submit scores at most schools again i'm sure there's exceptions to the rule right but generally speaking that's what's happening interesting is is it a good idea I personally don't think so and it's not just because I work in the realm of ACT and SAT right. help and college prep and all that kind of stuff. Right. I just think that having more data, more good data is better than having less good data. Like That makes I, sense. So so down the road I I, I we'll, we'll spend some time talking through kind of what it looks like on an, on the individual basis and the data behind it. And like, should you apply uh, yeah. test optional or should you not? It just kind of depends on the situation, but, uh, I look forward to that conversation because I, th- I think it'll be kind of fun and interesting and different and. um, very applicable to things that are going on here in our in our society with with schools going test optional
1: yeah absolutely another one is another something i wanted to kind of point at um that the land the new landscape is looking at for the college board is ap participation and performance so seniors taking ap classes yeah. um how well they did how many exams taken so that's also another little yeah. tidbit that they're yeah. throwing in there as well
0: did did your high school offer mini AP classes? They did. They did. No, they didn't. A lot.
1: I I didn't take any.
0: <laughs> you didn't. I was wondering. I mean, what I wouldn't know. Was.
1: But actually, I probably could have taken AP Spanish. That's probably Ooh, the only AP that I could have taken. That's legit. It was like it was my next level did for it. Spanish. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, I do like Spanish.
0: I like that. We you we had. We had quite a few. So I grew up in the inner city of Denver Mm -hmm. and we had quite a few AP classes. Now participation was low. Mm. So I'd be even little things like that. Like there were a lot of AP classes offered because it was a large high school. I had 650 in my freshman class, Mm -hmm. but this is slightly depressing. I had 292 in my graduating class.
1: Oh, so what were the demographics for you? So senior class
0: uh, or your high school? You mean like ethnically and, and whatnot? Mm hmm. So we we were about 55% Hispanic or Latino. Okay. And about 15% Vietnamese. Really? Yeah, kind of interesting. That is interesting. Probably 5 or 10% other and then the the remainder was white, I guess. Yeah. So Wow. That's kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: that's very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Fun.
1: I mean, I grew up in South Dakota, so it was mainly Caucasian.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, that was it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and German at that, probably. Yeah. Right? The, probably. That
1: area. Norwegian,
0: Norwegian, yeah, true. Good Over call.
1: by Minnesota a little bit.
0: Hmm. Fun times, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, so
1: we would have it, gotten a much lower adversity score. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're, we were kind of rural.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends actually, on what track you were in.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, mm, I I a, lived in a rural community, yeah, but yeah. I went to school, you know, at the, the public town. high school. So
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. That's that would that would be interesting. I would love to see what that score would be yeah. like or that landscape.
0: Guess what? We're gonna look at as soon as we're done. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at that for <laughs> that sure. That in so my old neighborhood. That would be. Oh kind of man, interesting. I wonder
1: what the census track would be for. Oh, that would be a very large census yeah. tract because it would be not very populated at yeah. all.
0: I, it's it's kind of interesting. I know that. So my my mom teaches at um, a, a neighborhood elementary school from mm-hmm. where I grew up, and she her her school is about ninety seven or I, I don't know the exact number. It's between ninety five and ninety seven or ninety eight percent free or reduced lunch. Oh
1: yeah! Wow, so, that's a
0: it would be it would be an area where I, I I would guess that like the adversity score would be very beneficial for a lot mm-hmm. of students. But it's interesting because I grew up in that neighborhood and we my family always valued education and we definitely weren't wealthy. Yeah, yeah. But like it, it just is those priorities mm-hmm. and what, what you want to focus your time and energy mm-hmm. on. And it's kind of ironic and kind of strange to me that I would have been. Like, yay! I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> I won the jackpot with the yeah. diversity score, and it's right. just kind of silly,
1: right? Oh, that's so crazy. That's just about where though. it all comes
0: back to be so arbitrary for when you're when you're looking at populations rather than the individual.
1: Yeah, that's, oh, that's my take. So true. Very true. No, I like that. that's a really good point. Really good point. And did we ever? I'm I'm not even sure. Like, so it's going back to the landscape, but does that? So it doesn't have a score. So what does it come down to?
0: I, from what I can, what I can glean so far in these these short few hours since yeah. they released all this information, is the idea that they're gonna, just going to have basic basic scores like this. Here's is some the, information.
1: Yeah. Take it as you may. Yeah,
0: use it as you want.
1: Okay. So they could be looking at different things. I mean, colleges literally could be looking at different things throughout yeah. this landscape. Right. Uh, and then, reading it,
0: or even just reading it differently.
1: Right. Right
0: or valuing different things yes, which is creating exactly. even more ambiguity with this particular thing now mm-hmm, colleges are going to mm-hmm. do that naturally anyway right yeah of course but you're trying to give a score like i just don't understand the role of college board plays in this piece right i think that's what it comes down to in i agree
1: my yeah i agree i think that's a really good point as well all right so anyway lots of good information yeah
0: yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, this if you is. have any other
1: questions, let us know. We're not experts on uh, the landscape, comprehensive data, and methodology overview. Yet. Yeah. Quite yet. Quite yet. We Jill's will do give a lot us of a reading. couple hours. <laughs> 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 they may change it again. Though. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't know. We
0: won't. We won't spend. They too don't much know either. <laughs>
1: Um, Join us next week as we talk about something else, something ACT. You never know. Something else may change, and we'll bring it up here on the podcast. So join us next week. See you guys.
0: Thanks, guys. See ya.